This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Peace, everybody. For the month of October, we're releasing a zine with Rebo Eleni titled Amo la Noche, documenting his graffiti in Paris and New York City. The zine features action shots from Parisian writers Stays in SE1, South LNE, Snen7, and more. All photos were shot by Rebo. The zine, as well as the Cash for episode, is available only through our Patreon. With the money going to two food drives, we'll be doing in Tompkins Square Park. We're going to be giving out hundreds of meals, as well as to-go bags of food to the hungry of downtown New York City. More details and dates on this coming soon. This past month, we were able to donate 6,000 meals to the LA Regional Food Bank with the help of Haler and everybody who supports us by signing up. The link to our Patreon is on our website and Instagram. Thank you again to everybody who supports us and helps make shit like this happen. Enjoy the episode. Peace. Dude, thank you for coming on the show, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Thank you no so problem. Much. Yeah, so like just to... A lot of people that probably see your videos who are not uh, who are not familiar with them. Yeah. One of the first things, like for example, I showed some of your videos to my mom, and one of the first things she says is like, "Yo, like he's straight up risking his life." Um, <laughs> a lot of people that see the videos, like they see you, like especially like specifically a lot of the hotlines, like you'll yeah. ride in the most densely populated areas. Uh, with bikes with no brakes not stopping for nearly anything yeah um it seems like a recipe for disaster you see the uh, ciudad de mexico video with safa yeah. and you're just blasting through and like third world country traffic is not like american traffic it's, it's mm-hmm. a totally different like it's a totally different ballpark you're going through straight up like it seems like just your handlebars could fit and there's people walking through it starts <laughs> raining it starts raining yeah. and then uh what do you think about that uh, in terms of like risking life in limb? Do you feel like you're risking it? Uh, sometimes like that Safa video especially was like on the edge of like, fuck. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be that way. Um, but honestly, the people who I film are, I don't I hate to say professionals, but they ride like this regardless if I'm filming them or not. And that's kind of the whole idea of like trying to share this riding. Like if I'm filming it or not, there's people riding like this already and they're very comfortable in those spaces Mm -hmm. and it's not i don't want to say it's like camera magic but some of it feels that way sometimes it feels way closer than it is when especially if i have to like cross through pedestrians sometimes it gets really close and Mm -hmm. i usually say sorry (laughs) before it happens i know it's about to happen i'm like sorry and then we like cut through you know but um would you say that it is dangerous yeah (laughs) would you say that like that's that's kind of like what I had in mind. I'm like, oh, well, they do this all the time to them. What it seems dangerous to the average person is like they're in so much control. This is almost as if they're like going for a walk. Kind of. Yeah. You get into a flow. You get in kind of a flow state. And uh, third world countries you mentioned are different than the U.S. But in terms of like how Manhattan at least operates on the streets, there's like I call it a gray area because no one follows the rules to the T, you know what I mean? Nothing would work in the city if everyone followed the rules. Uh, Cars park in the bike lane, they have to. Like, you know, they have to pick up people or they have to, like, you know, Mm. deliver things to small stores. So 
there's this gray area that the city operates and that same function is kind of ex- more the same thing extreme more extreme in like third world countries like look at like india or like i rode in uh, jakarta and it's just chaos it would seem like chaos or like vietnam with all the scooters it looks like chaos but everyone who's there just you just make your you just make your your path your line and you're not going to get hit like everyone will go around you and if i did see a few accidents actually there and people just get up and they're like oh and then they just keep going (laughs) so it's like a i think it's a society thing like we're not used to it you know yeah it's pretty crazy i compare that to um like for example riding a motorcycle because that's what i do on my like daily like that's my main mode of transportation in a way and like i don't really usually wait in traffic i kind of just split lanes but the thing with the motorcycle is that people can hear you coming you know what i mean from like yeah. and they look in their rear view and stuff like that but on a bike like on a bicycle it's i feel like you're so like subtle that people don't know you're coming it's, so it's up to you to know what's going on you can't rely on people to get out of your way you know what i mean yeah i think it's better to not make a sound really why is that yeah because you spook people and then they're like they do this like fucking mm. like dance in the intersection sometimes and like if you didn't say anything yeah. They would do exactly what I we want were, them to yeah. do. Just keep moving. Just mm. everything. You're it's, you're just like you're. It's kind of like snowboarding. Are you guys ever snowboard or skate or I like ski yeah. or something? Yeah. Like kind of like skateboarding, where you're like skating and you you need to look at. Especially in New York, you need to see what the ground looks like because you can hit a rock and it can end your day pretty badly if you're not paying attention. So like it's kind of like that. You're you're not looking down, but you're looking in front of you. It's kind of like bombing a hill, I guess, on the skateboard. In, in some of like the gnarliest hotlines that you've done, what are some of the speeds that you reach? Do you are you do you know them? Uh, I mean, in the city, it's you know we don't go over thirty really. I think some of the faster ones are in California when we're like bombing down some hills. Um, the video was Safa when he was actually on a road bike. It was like a test before we did a hotline. He's like, let me uh, show you some of uh, like outside of Mexico City. So we went into like. Uh, I think it's called San Jose area. And, um, yeah, we were bombing down, like, <laughs> super st- steep things, potholes, dogs, um, speed bumps, motorcycles, tow trucks just taking over the whole lane, like, all kinds of crazy shit. And, and yeah, my bars were – I was on a gravel bike, so my bars were really wide. I was on the wrong bike to be following this guy. <laughs> yeah. And he dropped me a bunch in that video, you know. Like, he, you can tell he knows how to ride, and you can tell he – knew the area where we were riding very well but those are the faster ones for sure when when did you first yeah. get into uh like so the first hotline that i saw was with crusha yeah this is the one where he gets on the queensboro and i'm yeah. watching it and I, I like it's like i said it's the first one i've seen so i didn't know what i was going to see you're and like I'm what are these fools doing and he fucking <laughs> when he goes on to the when he goes on to the actual <clears throat> highway i'm like dude what the fuck yeah the bqe at the Yo. end or oh on, on, on the on the queensboro yeah, on the okay. queensboro yeah. and he goes on to the highway and he starts like picking up mass speed yeah and that's not like the smoothest road there's no. like bu- there's like some gnarly bumps on that shit yeah. um as you you being the person filming it uh in some sort of sense dictated by what he's going to do because you're you're the one following him how how does it feel when you're doing that I, we, we talk about the route before we do it. Um, when I first started doing these things, the hotlines, it was like a, um, it, it was a camera test. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't say, Oh, I'm going to make a series of videos and follow people. It was more like, oh, I've never seen 
a go like a, a camera on a gimbal on a helmet like it's like a tall point of view like so you can see over the rider into traffic before let me try it and i didn't think i was going to do these like long you know they're long videos for especially for the internet they're like you know sometimes they're like 30 minutes um and at the time i put out a four minute video with this dude cooper and um i didn't know what i was doing i just put it out and uh I, when I'm filming, I'm not, it's the same way. I'm just like, we talk about where we're going and then I'm like a little more, um, firm on like the direction we're going, depending on where the sun is. I don't, there's a couple things filming wise that I, I have preferences where I don't want to see my shadow and like the lighting's better if we go this way. Um, other than that, I'm just, I'm kind of locked in and like, not brainless, but, you know, thoughtless. You just kind of go with the flow. It's kind of like riding, except for I'm taking their their path for the most part. I, I will deviate a couple, like, sometimes, you know. Sometimes a hole will close up. I can see a hole going to close up behind, behind them, so I'll see that before they go, and I'll go this way. And also it's in my advantage because I'm on a single speed usually when I film these. I'm not on a track bike. I have filmed some on fixed gears without brakes, but... It's um, not the thing. best for filming. Yeah. I'm just using what the best, like, you know, the best thing to, to film with. You probably have trust in them, like we were saying earlier, because they are, like, professionals, and they do yeah. it with with, that, with or without you filming anyway. So, like, yeah. you just focus on your own thing. Yeah, I don't I don't um, typically film with people I don't know. Mm. I, I usually, I've ridden with them before, or I have seen them ride before, like, on a video or something, and they're friends of friends. I don't typically just, you know, people hit me up and let's do a hotline. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't say no. I'm just like, it's not happening. You know, like, I don't know who you are. I don't know how you ride. Like, no, it's, not, it's truly a different thing, man. It's, it's <clears> truly <throat> different. Like riding a bike, which is what uh, the majority of the population does. And then like what you guys are doing on your hotlines is like, it's, it's these guys. It's not me. I'm yeah. just following but, these but guys. You are doing it at the <laughs> yeah. Same but time. I'm following these guys. It's yeah. These guys, I, these guys deserve to shine. And that's like why I'm kind of started doing it. I was like, this is great. Like now yeah. people can actually feel, I, I feel like if you think back to like older videos of like traffic videos, like uh, Lucas Brunel is like, I don't know if you came across of any of any of his videos. He's a little older. He's been in the scene for a long time. Um, <clears throat> they were like, that was like the video. Like it was like him following people, and it was so shaky and hard to watch that you would it would be cut, cut, cut. It would be like three, five seconds cut, three, five, ten seconds cut. There was never a, a video where you can just watch it all the way through and you don't get sick, you know. And that's what as simple as putting a gimbal and a camera on your helmet and getting that point of view did. And now it's like, you can watch something. And, and I feel like when there's no editing and there's no cuts, it, um, it increases the tension. You know what I mean? Cause you're like, Holy shit, they just made it through there. And then you can see things coming again. You're like, Holy shit, when is this going to end? Instead of like edit, 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 you know? Mm. So I, th- I thought of it kind of like, a. Cause I was just thinking about like the danger aspect of it. And I thought of it in terms of like a skater, like, like Tony Hawk, for example, who's like an older guy at this point, like he'll do a frontside air, like five feet above coping, 10 feet above coping. And it's probably like, so not dangerous to him to do that. Um, just relative to his skill level. And whereas, his mus- like, muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Someone else dropping in on something for the first time this big might literally turn 
fall back and snap their arm. Yeah. So I was yeah. thinking about it in terms of that, and I'm like, yo, there's, there's probably more danger just some random fools who pick up a city bike and, like, just just go into whatever they're going to get into than, like, for example, crush a mobbing down fucking... Dude, like, that got me so hyped watching that. Like the, the, when he That's went awesome. on to the... Clean, another one I saw was, uh, which was my... This is, like, my favorite one was... um, You guys went from, like, the 40s to west to Washington Square Park mm-hmm. in five minutes. Something like that. And I'm like, bro. Crusher ended his over there, too. But I just did one recently with some guys from uh, who were visiting from Chile. So it might have been them. Mm. We did a handoff. It was, like, one guy riding. And then another guy came in. And they, like, I mic'd the riders up. So they, like, gave the microphone to the other guy and did, like, a little, call it a Madison. It's, like, a track bike kind of type race. And they, like, pulled one to the front. And then I followed the other guy. <laughs> when, when you do go on the highway, has there ever been any instance, or just in general, where the police try and chase you? No, not yet. Really? It's been really close. Uh, crossing the Manhattan Bridge one time with Cooper. Um, going into Manhattan from Brooklyn, there was, there's a spot on the left where cops always post up. Similar to the Brooklyn Bridge. The same thing, except for going into Brooklyn, they're always right there on the right. Same little side of the bridge. And um, there was a truck that was behind us, and they were mad. They were honking at us. But they were in, there was a, a totally dead li- Like, they were just honking to be mad. Like, there was plenty of a lane for them to take, but they were just pissed. And when we got by the cop, the truck slowed down. and was, like, honking at the cars, rolled the windows down. It was, like, trying to get the cop's attention to, to get us. But we are already on the downhill, and the, the, we are on the top of the Manhattan Bridge. So the exits there are, like, good luck, like. The, the cop, they would have to have someone out in front of the bridge to stop us because there's three ways we can go, and then from there it splits into like four more. It's like good luck. Yeah, there's no way they would be able to get, there's get no caught way. in the traffic. No but, way. Yeah. yeah. And you guys were just fucking. We just cut. Through. Yeah, we just cut and like <laughs> yeah. ended up on um, on Bowery. Yeah. yeah. I wonder. Like, I wonder what the what the consequence like legally is. I, I mean, I know people who have been stu- uh, stopped. Tony, I, um, I film a lot of, like, bike races, too. Um, and Tony, two years ago for Monster Track, which is, like, a really big track bike race. It's, like, track bike, no brakes. Like, usually in the winter, uh, it's the weather usually sucks. It's, like, a gnarly race. And uh, he was leading our friend Chaz. They kind of worked together. And I had... Um, I think I, I mic'd up Tony because I, I just I was like he's gonna win like I just picked the winner and uh he went to the like he was gonna win and he got arrested on the Manhattan Bridge going into Brooklyn and Chaz didn't so Chaz kept going Chaz ended up winning Tony got arrested and they wrote him a ticket I forget how much it was and he was in handcuffs and he talked himself out of handcuffs and brought the ticket to the end of the race I think he still got fifth place so and it said reason for a ticket it says because i'm trying to win a fucking bike race on the <laughs> ticket it's so fucking good it's so good and the cops that was cool for the cops every once in a while you know the cops are cool like that i guess so part of the route was the bridge yeah well you don't have to take the bridge you don't have to take the roadway but it's like it's the fastest way you yeah, know yeah. you can do anything you want to do to win <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're allowed to do any anything you know as long as you do the checkpoints properly or you you know there's specific rules they'll tell you in the beginning as long as you do those things how you get there is how you get there it's whatever 
How did they manage to stop him? Uh, Tony? Yeah, he was probably. Uh, I have no idea how they pulled him over. Uh, and then Chaz actually got a front, a flat on the front tire on the way down too, and somehow he still didn't get arrested. And then someone at a checkpoint swapped wheels with him. But um, in terms of like, uh, you know, just like riding the bike and all that stuff, and all, all the stuff that you've done, and even just off off camera, you've probably done tons and tons of riding. Uh, what are some of like of the closest calls you can remember, or like crazy incidences? Uh, when I lived in San Francisco, um, usually incidents happen when you're chilling. <laughs> to me, for me, anyways, when when I'm like not riding hard is when things happen. Um, and I've heard a theory behind this. If you're going, if you're if you're riding down a an av- say you're riding down Queens Boulevard. And, you know, there's no bike lanes at the time. Just say you're riding down Queens Boulevard, and it's crazy. If you're riding at a, you know, 12 mile an hour, like what a regular person rides it at and stops at every light, you're on Queens Boulevard for a long period of time. If you ride really fast and you run the lights and you get through, you get off that sketchy area faster. So people, some people tend to think that it's safer to ride faster. (laughs) Just in terms of the amount of time you spend in there. Yeah, and then you're more, not that you're more visible, but if you're taking the road and the lanes a little bit more aggressively, cars are going to see you if you're, if you're just, you know, instead of just being off to the side and just being slow. You're like fucking using the lane, not doing it on purpose to be a dick or anything. Mm-hmm. You're just like using it to flow. Like if there's a red light and it's a one way this way, you're going to cut left so you can get the angle to see if cars are coming and then you can go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, without mo- slowing down and keeping your moment it's all about keeping the momentum on a bike there must be like a some sort of psycho like psychological game going on between the the cyclists and the traffic because um uh just if someone's driving and they see someone like pretty timid on the, on a bi- bicycle they might be like yo fuck this dude get the fuck out of the way there's Whereas, also yeah there's also that yeah, if yeah. he's going crazy they're gonna be like yo this savage might do something unpredictable like i need to f- you or, know what I mean? or they're really mad and they're like <laughs> <laughs> and they're like trying to i mean i've had Incidents like that. I guess uh, back to your question. Um, it was in San Francisco, and I was just chilling. There's a bike lane on the sidewalk in San Francisco in the Embarcadero area, and I was chilling with my girlfriend, and we were just riding casually. And a drunk driver <laughs> came out and just fucking plowed me, and somehow I didn't get knocked all the way off my bike. I like he hit. I can feel the warmth of the motor on my, like the front end, right on my ankle, but it never hit my ankle or my foot. But my, it was my, my, my right foot was in the back and my front, my left foot was forward. So it was like right by the wheel. He smashed my wheel and somehow I like, my bike whipped around and I had all my weight on the front. So I didn't fall over this way. I just like whipped around. And he like took off, and I like was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And he like, my bike was bent, my wheel was done, so I don't, I don't know. That was a close one because if I was a little bit slower, he would have just like probably ran me over, like all the way, and <laughs> or knows? I would have went up on the fucking hood or something, you know? I don't know. Yeah, then but it was just like he happened. just clipped the the back end. So, um, and I've been I've been like um, squeezed between two cars a couple times. You know, um, but when that happens, it's it's safer to just like not fight it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just kind of like let it let if you're already pinched, you kind of just let it happen. Try not to like 
you know, wiggle free or anything. You just kind of like, uh, you just lean on something and then you wait until it like breaks. But, um, that's, that's probably really it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I feel the same way. Like on the bike, cause I've been in some situations where like I tell myself, like, I'll pretend that didn't happen because I could have easily been like ripped apart because yeah. like a car would just start merging into me or like I would get caught in between cars. Like you said, and it's, it's, it's better to kind of just like see not always, but, like, it's better to see kind of where it goes in a way. Like, one time a car, like, side-swiped me, and it, hit, like, ripped off my pedal. And, like, you were explaining somehow, I don't know how, but my foot, like, got pressed against the bike, and it didn't touch it. But the the metal ripped off. Yeah, isn't that wild? I'm like, like how yeah. did I just walk away from that? Like, that makes no <laughs> and sense. And you stayed on your bike. Yeah, it made yeah. no sense. The metal ripped apart. Like, the metal ripped, and my leg was completely fine. Sometimes it's better to just be chill. Yeah, I think I it's always better just to be chill, actually, of like instead fate, of, like, yeah. tensing up and, or, like, letting things, you know, even emotionally, like, let them, letting them ruin your day and, like, getting to you. Mm. It's better just kind of, like, all right. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do it sometimes, yeah. but just, like, and also like let it out. Like, all right, fuck you, guy. You fucking whatever. Road rage, another thing. Like, I don't know if it's the same on a bicycle, but I think it is. Like, um, I've had situations where, like, someone would flip me off, and in my mind, I'm like, yo what the fuck was that like if i chase the guy down i'm gonna lose because first of all he's like in a steel cage that yeah. can easily like hit me if he wants to and i can do nothing literally like what am i gonna do like ride up to him and like punch his window yeah. he can just like easily turn and i die and he just keeps going yeah and on the bicycle it's probably the same thing too it's, it's like same. chasing down a car <laughs> is like what's gonna happen you know it's not a good idea yeah I just let it just let it go you gotta you gotta think like uh there's this quote and it goes uh like on what slender th- a thread to life and fortune hang you think about the fact that let's say that you do get into a catastrophic accident on whatever kind of vehicle it doesn't even have to be a bike mm-hmm. um it's like what are the odds that this car would be coming here that he he or she left their house at this exact moment that i left my house and then through this like weird jumble effect of life we both ended up at point at lati- at the exact right. fucking la- like yeah, latitude and longitude yeah. at the exact same time and they happen to be checking instagram <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you think like oh if i would have just left two literally three seconds yeah. earlier before yeah. later then none of that would have happened it's like really wild to, th- to think like that you know what i mean yeah no for sure that's why it's being i think riding a bike someone just told me this it, it's like one of the things that keeps you present like in right now um it's one of the few things you can do because you have to be present um and i think it's good to practice that and just being present and being aware of what's going on like what everyone's doing um and i think that leads into like other things i always say people who ride bikes they usually turn into you know they pick up a camera at one time or they start shooting video or they they just turn into like visual communicators in a way. And I think it's the way that you're being present and just seeing things at a different speed. You know, it's slower than a car, but faster than walking. So you're like, it's, there's like a, just getting bombarded with things. <laughs> yeah. In terms of like, uh, you know, m- mental health, it's something that now in this era with everything that's happening, especially in New York city with the amount of fucking density of human beings and uh just everything that's been going on yeah it's like such a such a thing to just be searching for mental health and uh i was on some deep forum and i saw that uh some like you had started a conversation and people were talking about mental health and uh, what it does for them and what it does for you meaning cycling 
what do you think it's done for you in terms of just like adding to your peace of mind and just overall happiness in this life? Uh, it lets me uh, <laughs> it lets me work through shit. You know, I don't think we have enough time to like these days to just sit and like reflect on something um, like in a positive environment, at least, you know, um, and being away from people, even if I'm riding with friends, there's these moments where everyone's kind of suffering at a, at a point. And I'm not talking about like riding in the city. I'm talking about other kinds of rides, like, like out, like, you know, 50 plus miles where you're on your bike for a while and you just kind of, you get to work through shit. Even if you're with people, you're like alone for a while. Cause you're just, or I am anyways, I'm like in my head, like working shit out. And it might be, I might not even know what the hell I'm thinking about, but something's it's going, something's going on. And, and I feel like, like not cleanse, but like, you know, I feel way better every time. And, and I always have, um, I don't know, good, <laughs> good energy afterwards. You know, even if I'm tired from the ride, I'm like, good i'm glad i did that you know i'm glad i got out of the house and i and i worked through something i don't even know i worked through Mm -hmm. and then the next day i'm like oh yeah i have this idea and where did that come from i don't know maybe it came from me working through something you never know um i pushed the bike riding and the mental health thing two winters ago like right before covid and i didn't ride my bike on purpose i had already went like I think like two weeks and I was like, let's see how much longer I can go and not ride my bike and see what happens. And I was like taking notes on like my behavior, my drinking, my like food, you know, like these like crutches that we have, like, or I have food, alcohol, drugs, (laughs) uh, being lazy. They all kind of like work in together when I start to get into depression for myself and, I got real bad (laughs) and I was like, all right, this is far enough. And then I made a video about it. And I think that's um, what you were maybe talking about. I was like talking about that. Um, But yeah, it's, it's uh, mental health and cycling. It's real. Or it doesn't have to be cycling. It's just things where you can, it's like the opposite of being present. What I was saying, where you're riding in a city, it's like time to get away. So runners probably feel the same thing in a way if you run, like, you know, an hour or more, that kind of running. Um, I don't know, rowing. <laughs> Things that are like repetitive. Yeah. It's like a meditation. It's like, sorry. It's like, it's like a meditation, you know? So it's like you have a, a cadence to where you're pedaling. You know, I'm not pedaling and then I stop pedaling. It's like you're just always pedaling. So it's like a rhythm. Breathing is a rhythm and it's it's kind of like meditation, you know. Yeah, it'll take your mind away from uh, all the other all the other things that would otherwise be running amok inside of exactly. Your brain. You don't have time to like pull out a phone or like you know. I mean, I still. <laughs> I feel like it's I so still do. <laughs> I feel like it's so important for everyone to have like whether like you said it doesn't even have to be cycling, but that like thing in their life that can take them away from from everything else because yes. dude, it's like. Like, like at least for me, I, I overthink things one trillion times. Like, something that happened, like, five years ago, like, I might still think it through and be like, damn, uh, this person really said that. That was crazy. Like, and I'm just thinking of it, thinking of it, thinking of it, and just, like, stressing myself out. And then when I, when I like, do my thing and be able to get away from that, it's, like, truly so relieving. It's almost like going to sleep. You wake mm. up and you're like, oh, wow, that meant fucking nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you... um 
it was all a dream <laughs> yeah like there'll be times where i'll be like, so angry that i'm like yo i have to go to sleep right now because if i don't like i'm just gonna be miserable you need that I go to reset sleep, i wake up and i'm like damn i actually like that didn't even matter bro yeah over like an argument yeah maybe you worked it out while you're sleeping you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean yeah that's what i was like what i'm talking yeah In a different like, dimension some, sometimes when i'm riding that whole meditation thing i don't even know if i'm working something out and then like oh, i feel better and then the next day i'm like oh i have this idea or i'm not dwelling on yeah. this thing anymore and it, it was that time or i attribute it to the time on the bike where i'm just like even if i can't even realize i'm i'm thinking about yeah. it something's yeah going on yeah yeah i do i do a lot of that on my on my motorcycle too i bet that there's something to that too because there's like people like i can i can see shifting and like you're being very i guess you can be aware i don't know i've never yeah something i like to do is just honestly i would i type in a general location like the state of pennsylvania and i'll just hit the highway and i would just get off at random exits like hit the back roads like i went to a lancaster like the amish live yeah um this weekend that just passed and I was just taking random exits, random roads, and it felt so freeing to not care where I was going. I would yeah. just end up at like the most beautiful like grassy meadow and just get off my bike, lay down, and just like know that I'm in the middle of nowhere. And I felt like so like cleansed, you know, like just um yeah. s- taking a step out of the city in a way to yeah. just like not do something for a moment. You know what I mean? Just not to be like having to be somewhere having to do something you know it's just like fuck like give me this moment and it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah it's it's nice to have an outlet like that do you you consider uh new york city a bike friendly city yeah for sure um it's intimidating for people especially if they haven't ridden a bike somewhere and they're like want to get into bikes and it's like oh they just pop into new york let me get on a city bike and they're like fuck what the why do they put the city bike thing right here as cars are flying up the street at 35 miles an hour, you know? Um, but once you get over, it's all about just being comfortable and not like tensing up. That's, I think that's what it is. So once people get comfortable, it's, I think it's a bike friendly city. Um, I've been to other places that aren't that are way worse. Really? Like, like where? <laughs> Houston, Texas. <laughs> what about terrible? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone drives a car everywhere. Like places, at least New York is a place, I mean, not all of New York City, I can say this confidently, and I'm not by any means a New Yorker, so I can't speak for everybody. I've only been here six years. I'm not born and raised, but from my opinion, New York, you don't need a car. You don't have to have a car here, and those are the types of places I like to live. San Francisco, where I come from, I didn't have a car. You don't need a car there. Those are cities, in my opinion, and those are places where riding a bike, you can thrive and and, and they should be comfortable, you know. Now, you know, if you live all the way almost Long Island, like way out, like East Queens, you probably can ride up. You probably can have a car because there's probably parking and there's probably, you know, places where you can drive to. But if you're, you know, even where I live in Brooklyn, in Bed-Stuy, and you have to move your car twice a week. If you, and there's street parking, like I don't even want the responsibility <laughs> of moving my car twice a week. That's too much. Way too, way too much. Yeah. And then I can't, then you're, you're stuck by your thing. You're, you're trapped in New York by your things. Like I like to travel. I can't even go upstate for two weeks without having to think about my car that's parked on the street. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I guess I would bring my car with me, but, uh, fly, fly out, you know, I can't even fly out and go to like, 
visit family in California without thinking about my fucking car that's in it's like worse than having kids I mean nothing wrong with having kids <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> yeah yeah you, you really do become trapped by your yeah shit. you're just stuck by the car so that's why I like cities where you don't need a car yeah I got plants and I, sometimes I feel like I'm fucking trapped by my plants because I'm like Bro, oh I'm yeah gonna, no plants are serious and these fucking bonsai uh-huh. trees are going to die and I'm going to be yeah, pissed yeah yeah I have to get someone to do yeah. this shit for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. My girl's got a shitload of plants. And when they're not doing so well, I, I know all about it, too. <laughs> they got to be watered. These ones need to be watered more. These ones don't want them too much. <laughs> what, what do you think about the bike lane, the status of the bike lanes uh, in New York? Oh, they're a joke. Um, <laughs> but at least they're there. You know, at least they're at least they're trying. They, <laughs> they need to hire someone who rides a bike. They need to have uh, whoever's in part in, in charge of like the bike lane infrastructure or the Department of Transportation for the bike lanes. I don't know if there's a specific thing. And I know that it's cities are especially New York. They're like uh, segmented, you know, so it's like these people do the roads. These people do like the bridge in like the bridge part and these people are in charge of the bike lane. So getting them all to communicate is probably really difficult, but like the bike lanes are sometimes it's, I got a ticket when I first moved here because I was riding on a one way street in the wrong direction because I was on the bike lane and then it just disappeared. And I was like, and I was going on the Williamsburg bridge and they're like cop got me and was like, you know, wrote me a ticket. And I'm like, well, where, where am I supposed to ride? Like, this is I was on the bike lane and then it disappeared like of course I'm gonna go left towards the bridge That's where I'm trying to go and she was like oh it's right there you have to get onto the sidewalk and the the bike lane used to go onto the sidewalk but all the paint had been like removed Mm -hmm. over the years and now the bike lane goes on the one way against traffic like I went now they changed the pattern but they gave me a ticket for that and that's like some of the dumb shit in it um and that stuff, at least they're trying, but um, they need to hire someone who actually rides and understands, like, another one that's really bad is, like, the bottom of the Williamsburg Bridge. is It, it shoots <laughs> into, like, people crossing this way, and it's, it's, a, it's, like, cement walls that they put up, and yeah. it's, like, super narrow, and it's, like, a pretty... I mean, it's fine for me, but I can understand someone who doesn't ride. It's, like, a really steep, like, drop... And it's supposed to be for exit only, but then people will walk up it and you're hauling ass through there. I mean, not everyone's probably hauling ass, but, you know, you're crossing pedestrians going this way. Then you're going this way. And then there's also a bike lane that goes this way. There's a bike lane that goes this way. And then people are waiting at that bottom. It just, I don't know. There's got to be a lot of accidents that happen right there. Because every time I go through there, it's really close. Yeah, they make it a recipe. I'm like, yo, yo, get the, (laughs) why are you coming at me right now? Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to go around, which doesn't make any sense either. When you come from um, Houston, or no, it's not Houston, Delancey, yeah. towards Brooklyn, um, there's a double bike lane that's protected, which is nice now. Um, but to get onto the bridge, they want you to get out of the bike lane and like go into the road partially and then come up the side where pedestrians are also coming in. So that doesn't make any sense either, you know. I don't know. What could they do to, like, let's say you were the person in charge since <coughs> you do ride a bike. Yeah. You were the person in charge making the, the bike lanes. What would you change either with what we have now or even if you were just doing it from scratch? I would start at the bridge, that the bridges, like the heavy, like, bro to bro 
um, bike traffic areas, and I would eliminate weird spots like that that are dangerous. That's a dangerous spot. For that spot, I would make it so you can enter and exit the bridge at the bottom, and pedestrian traffic, maybe it's, that's the hard part. Maybe you, uh, the pedestrian traffic that crosses there, you get rid of that one side and you have them cross up the street just so it's not, it's like right at the bottom of a hill. It just makes no sense at the bottom of the hill. So you can have people crossing on the right and then you just have them half a block up cross where there's already a crosswalk up there on the left and get rid of that one. Put the, put a whole wall, cement wall there, you know, that's the part that doesn't need to be there. Once they get rid of that, that'd be good. And then like. You know, they're doing stuff with the Brooklyn Bridge. That one's terrible. That's a tourist bridge. <laughs> and I I still like to ride it and, like, show, you know, um, people when I'm, like, filming what it is, what it feels like to ride on it. And it's not the tourist's fault, really, but they should pay attention. They're just, you know, they want to get photos on the Brooklyn Bridge. But they're moving the bike lane to the roadway. So that's a great, that's a good step. Because that whole top area makes no sense. Mm. It's it's really bad. Um, and then I think the Manhattan Bridge is really good. I don't have any problems with that bridge. It's my favorite bridge to cross into the city on. Um, it seems like everyone who rides it knows what they're doing as well. In terms of uh, riding riding on the bike lane when you're in the city, uh, not on not on the bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact is is that there's a curb, there's a bike lane, and there's typically cars. Uh, the bike lane is not that wide, and you couldn't. It's like it is a, entirely a possibility to get doored at any given moment. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> do you really? Do you think there's like any way to fix that? The only With just the density of people. It's like there's only so much you can do when there's a billion people on one. Exactly, block. and that's like going back to the whole gray area in New York City. It's like this place has been around for a long time, and unfortunately you know there were there were a lot of bikes before and then it turned into cars and and it turned it was people and bikes into cars and then cars took over for a long time and now bikes are like slowly getting back into cities because traffic is so bad and people are realizing that you don't need a car to drive yourself to work when you live less than five miles away from your work you can take the train you can you can ride a bike um I don't think there's a solution for it. Like first Ave from um, Houston all the way up to the Willis bridge is like up to the Bronx is like bad all the way. <laughs> it's not good at all. Um, and, and what it is, the reason is it's a bike lane on the left. It's a one way all the way up, but then there's the crosstown streets that go um, to the East cars want to go left and go or West. They want to go left and go West. Um, they don't treat the bike lane as a car lane. The, if you're in a car, you're just going to go because you're in a car. You don't think the bike lane is a, is a, is a lane. It, now, if, if you were on a, a one-way and you were two lanes over, you would never just turn from that lane and go left, without, at least without looking. You see people do it all the time. But you wouldn't do what they do and like block a whole lane, and that's what, that's what goes on. So like I don't know what the fix is to that, you know. Yeah, I, I truly don't. I truly don't understand uh, some of the people. Obviously, there's a there's exceptions. There's different cases. Everyone has their own little case. But like owning a car in New York 
if you live uh, within spe- some specific boroughs and you're only driving, like you said, five miles or, or even let's say like, yeah, like part of me is like, yo, you know what they need to do? They meaning like the powers that be. They need to make it so inconvenient, but it's already inconvenient yeah. to own a car. You already like tra- traffic and then parking. Parking can get crazy. I know. And then like, you might straight up look for parking for an hour. Yeah. And then uh, in front of your own house too. Your not own even no, going. To, I live, not even going home. I live in Brooklyn too, and um, yeah. after like three p.m., people literally there's no spots on like fire hydrants. There's like nothing. Yeah, the fire there hydrants are blocked too. Yeah, you know, there used to be like laundromats <laughs> where people would just like park overnight or like little Rite Aids, but now they're just building condos, so yeah. there's literally no parking. Like people sleep. I see people sleep in their cars all the time. Like when I go to the gym early in the morning, or like um, people double park, like get tickets, yeah. or people walk like thirty minutes just to get home with a car. Or a lot of people have like three cars and they just park them on the street. Like yeah, I don't and there's know. that. It's, um, it's too convenient to get a car. There's that. Oh, what is it called? I never heard of it until I moved here. No, it's not. It's like idling in your car. There's a. There's signs up sometimes. No standing. Oh, no standing. I was like, what the hell is no standing? I didn't know what it meant. And then after I was here for like it means two years, no nothing. Just you're not allowed to be in your Do car yeah. and let it. You can't just yeah. sit there and have it on. Yeah. Because people will just sit there. And and the yeah. So it's like. There's that, and then if you do want to have consistent parking, it could be up to five, six, seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, for fu- that's fucking rent. That's yeah, and, then and that's a like, that's a parking. That's a that's a car payment. That's yeah. a, and it truly is. When I whenever I go to different cities or different states or different countries, and I get a rental or whatever, I'm driving a uh, like someone else's car, and I park it somewhere easily, and I see tons of parking everywhere. I always think to myself. Yo, this is truly a luxury that these people are not aware of. Like, yeah. how much of a luxury it is to just like, oh, here, oh, here, oh, here. There's not even a question. You're going to find parking instantly. Yep. Whereas here, it's like, you know, you're going to be searching for an hour. I might as well just not have one. Yeah. But then it's like a lot of people, and I understand it, like the sometimes the inconsistencies with the MTA and the public transportation here is just buck wild. Yeah, it's crazy. It can truly get crazy. And I've always <laughs> like said like, I don't know anything about like uh, how the MTA functions in terms of their funds and all that, but I was like searched one time on Google. It's like, a fucking racket. It's got to be. Yeah, it has I'm to be. not here long enough to like give yeah. up my hundred percent on that. But I mean, I can give you my hundred percent, but it doesn't mean much. Uh, it has to be. A it's racket. a fucking racket. They're, they're fucking. It's a dude. How they're making they money? Make a million every two seconds racket, easily. Yeah. They're they're cash. You gotta in. have yeah. money to make this shit better. No, I was I yeah. was thinking because when Corona happened, they were saying like um, their funds are super low because people aren't taking the trains. But yo, what about all the bridges and tolls and like yeah. that's MTA also. Yeah. They're making like millions of dollars every day. Like yeah. how can you? Be, what fun? What uh, depths could they possibly have that are this high? Because they have to be in. It has to reach the billions range for you not be able to pay it with the money you're making. Yeah. And it's been years upon years upon years. It doesn't make any sense. And then they say you hop on the train and they're like, "Thank you for uh, choosing to ride with us." I'm like, oh, "I don't have. Do <laughs> I don't mean? have any other there options. Was no yeah. choice. <laughs> I had to walk. There's yeah. No other system. City bike. <laughs> yeah. City bike. But dude, it's, it's really wild. Um, in terms of like shooting photos. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you they do a lot of cinematography. You shoot a lot of photos and stuff like that. And there's like a parallel that i see between like a uh, graffiti and uh cy- cyclist which is like a lot of them over time just through the sheer like how life works uh they end up getting into shooting photos uh from documentation to just like point and shoot uh artistic more artistic yeah. style and stuff like that what do you th- what do you think it is like what got you into it um skateboarding <laughs> mm-hmm. skateboarding got me into shooting photos um 
it was video first. I had a little like video camera. And then um, from there, uh, I got a little film camera, like a Canon A1. Um, and my girl, I've been with, we've been together for shit, 13 years. I think it's going on 14 years now. We're pretty much married, just not married. Um, she went to school for photography. So I was like, I'd like bug her like, yo, how do they do? I like show her photos from like Transworld or Thrasher. Like, yo, how come he's transparent, but the background isn't? How did they do that photo? Like, what what's going on? You know? And she'd be like, leave me the fuck alone. And I was just like nagging her all the time, uh, and, and until she would like take me out on like little photo dates. Anyways, uh, she taught me a lot, and and that's kind of skateboarding got me into it because I would see you know Thrasher magazine like before before there was internet, like before there was like Instagram and like media was media is like heavily shared compared to, you know, 15 years ago, you know, it's, it's changed a lot in the last 10, 15 years. So all I had was magazines and videos, you know, and I would see that stuff and that was, that's what influenced me. And then from there it was like, just, you know, seeing, you mentioned graffiti, like growing up in San Francisco, like, I would notice a lot of graffiti. I, I did shoot some stuff uh, later, but I, th- I guess it's kind of like, I think it's kind of like you look at a city differently and that's, I've never thought about this. Good question. You look at a city differently and uh, as, a, as someone who paints or, or, or writes or skates, you know, like, oh, that, that would be a sick spot like up here to like climb up and, and get catch a tag up there or that would be, you know, that spot would be cool to skate like this, you know, like that would be a cool spot to go check out. So you're like looking at architecture differently and you're like, I don't know. I think it turns you into like a, a visual communicator, but, uh, you're, you, you're using something, you know what I mean? You're, you're on like, the street also so much, you see so much shit. Exactly. Like, yeah. I should probably start shooting photos. Yeah. And you're, you're getting into stuff with, uh, your group of friends that, uh, is not necessarily uh, like as common and yeah. it would make for, you know, good photos and good memories and shit like that. That's at least like how, how like I, I by no means consider myself like a photographer or even anything like that. But I just always had a, some sort of camera on me because I'm like, as like someone who's been into like graffiti skateboarding, I'm like, this yeah. is just kind of like a, like a default, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. this is a default. Like you just have this on you because one of the homies has to have it on you just for the for the very sake of just like at least filming yeah skate videos exactly and then you film like hijinks and all that shit before you know it it's what's crazy about like photos and, and videos is but for some reasons like when when you film them or 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 shoot them they mean almost nothing and then at least to me and then uh years 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 later they mean absolutely everything yeah i look at some of the old videos i have on youtube uh just on my private shit and i'm like yo i can't what if I hadn't had filmed this? I need to start filming everything right now mm-hmm. again because this is going to be the same thing when <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, older and shit. It kind of gets me a little worried about, um, it made me getting that what you just said, I started to get worried about losing things that I shot. And a lot of, I share like a lot of <laughs> Instagram story stuff, like a lot sometimes. It's like, I'm sure people who follow my Instagram are like, it's like nothing and then all of a sudden it's like fucking that person that will post 20 stories like all day like jesus christ what the fuck but 
I find it to be entertaining. I'm, I hope other people do, but I just see shit and I'm, I'm worried that, you know, fuck, I'm going to lose all of these weird, a lot of it is just people in New York, like weird shit you see, you know? Um, and then, uh, so I started downloading it from, from my phone mm. once I'd run out of storage and then I would make an edit on YouTube. So at least I have, if Instagram goes down, I have it on YouTube and I also like, I pull it all off my phone and put it on a hard drive, you know? You have like oh, several backups. Yeah, I, well, I have the hard drives, two of them, and then I have, and then I have YouTube and then it's also on Instagram. But yeah, I was thinking about the same thing, man. I'm, I'm so glad I shot all this stuff because I will go back and look at my own <laughs> fucking YouTube videos that has like, you know, less than, you know, a couple thousand views. And I'm like, this is for me. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, yeah. is, I watch this video. Like I, I can go back and watch it and it's just stuff I put on Instagram usually. Uh, and remember like similar to like shooting photos. Like I can remember like the, what day that was, what the hell, like kind of what I was doing that day. You know, it's kind of like a little memory refresher. Um, you so. still you still use film, right? When you're shooting, I shoot digital and film. I just got a, a Fuji X Pro Three like last year, so I've been shooting a lot of digital with it. I like the, I've I've always shot film. I still shoot film, but um, I like the way it it has a film simulation. I use yeah, the yeah. classic negative simulation on it, and I you know I I shoot raw and JPEG, so I just send the JPEGs the selects to my phone, I can share them immediately. So that's cool. And then one of these days I'll print the something with the, the raws, but I, I do make like zines and shit, photo zines, but they're usually, I have not done a digital one yet. I don't know. I'm about to do that, but something feels, I feel weird about it. You yeah. know, I've always, it's stupid too. I, I, I photo I, now I'm over it. Like, I mean, I love film. I like the, um, I like the process of shooting film versus digital. I, I like the fact that you can, you you know, you load the film up and you shoot and that's the look you get. You, there might be some tweaks here or there, but for the most part, you're buying the film stock and that's the look you get or the camera that you're shooting with. Digital, it's like almost a blank canvas and you have to really, really, especially nowadays, the way people shoot, they edit the shit out of their photos, and I just don't like that process. I, I like the older way of doing things, you know? Get it all in camera. Get it all. Take the photo. It's pretty much done. You get your film back later, you know? That, like, waiting time, that period is also really cool about film. And then, you know, upload it. Because it makes that little, like you were saying, like, when you took the photo, it didn't mean shit. And then later, it, it meant a lot when you see that stuff, it's similar to shooting film. Like, uh, you shoot, you know, a roll, it might take you a week or maybe it'll take you a day, but then you don't process it for like a month and then you get it back. And then like a month later, it feel it already feels like more significant. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoy the process of shooting yeah. the film so much more. I have like seven roles that are undeveloped that have some really nut shit on them. Yeah. And just I'm just hold like, on to when it. I, yeah. when I develop these, I'm just going to be like, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm just going to be so yeah. amped. Yeah. Whereas with the digital, digital, I recently just got like a, a mirrorless camera that I just been yeah. fucking around with. And um, it's still cool. I like the fact that I have pretty much like with film, I'm like, yo, I need to make these like 36 shots count. Uh, I don't want to waste shit. What, what, but I kind of also like uh, when you're shooting digital, that it's like, waste what? Like, I'm just going to go infinite, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It makes it more, almost more of like a freeing process. 
But I just like I try to not even look at them until later. Yeah. Because like I kind of wanted like I don't know like forget that I took them, see them, and be like, oh, dope! Like that yeah. was really sick. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. I agree. I think people who shoot film um, first and then get a digital camera, I feel like it. You learn faster from that waiting pro. It mm. seems like you wouldn't, but for me, I felt like I learned faster and how to. It's not even about shooting a photo. I guess it's more about critiquing or figuring out what you like in photos. And they may not even be photos that you shot, you know, like, and I feel like shooting film slows you down to like, think about like, what, what do I like about framing this shot up? Or what am I, what am I doing? You know, whereas you do that first and then you shoot digital and you can, yeah, you can just fucking blast away and get the thing that you're looking for. You you see in your head or you want to take, you know? So. Yeah, p- part of me too is like a worry that I have, <laughs> which is funny that this is even a worry because it's like photography is not a significant portion of my life. But if for some reason it like gives me anxiety, I think about the fact that, uh, you know, they never thought that a camera like a, like, a, like a mirrorless camera would be able to make the images that it does just due to the size and the mirror that you need inside of the DSLR. Yeah. And it happened because they, it's a whole different as a uh, whole different approach. They're looking at it from a different lens of, of making this image. It's not the same thing whatsoever. Um, and then you think about the, what they're doing with the iPhones and we're almost pretty much already there, but there will come a point without a doubt that, uh, that these cameras are pretty much obsolete and you're only using them for the sake of like the tradition, the feeling, whatever it may be. And the reason I like really don't fuck with that, although it's sick to have it just in your pocket at all times is like, I think of it as like. One of them is like, I'm taking a guitar, like let's say an acoustic guitar and like playing like some real fucking like i don't know like some real shit whereas the other one i'm like making the same product which is the sound and i'm just using like a i'm like designing yeah it on my yeah computer. i'm like, like bro this is not the keys. same this one has like soul like i can fucking hear like squeaks when i when i move it whereas this one like these are fake squeaks yeah you know what i mean yeah, uh, yeah. i don't know that worries me for some reason because i'm like it's no, such a beautiful a good... art and it's fucking gonna get smoked and then it gives everyone access to shooting the same mm-hmm. way that someone before needed a lot of talent and dedication to be able yeah. to shoot that way, which I also don't fuck with. Yeah, that that's sense. why I think, again, learning on film is like probably the better way because then you can appreciate it and it, you know, you understand the process. Especially if you go a step further and you start printing and you go to the dark room, then you really start to see what the fuck the whole other process of this whole thing is that no one ever talks about. It's kind of like the evil stepchild that got or not evil but an evil parent that put the stepchild in the basement somewhere you know uh crumbs yeah because like no one ever talks about the the people printing these 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 images for these photographers back in the i guess forever until the uh early 2000s do you follow blake yeah i know blake yeah and he like uh he does like the he he does monthly yeah yeah yeah. i think it's an amazing idea and like yeah um he shows did you have him on this no i haven't Oh, okay i definitely would but i haven't um the like uh he shows his his process he he develops it he has his whole room he tapes them up that's so much of a more of a pure process than me having it in my fucking photo album on on my on my iphone yeah it's not the same thing it's like it's just no it's not. not yeah you have a better uh you know you're you're actually messing with 
the printing. You shot the you shot the negatives or the positives, and now you're printing. Now that's a whole nother photography process. That there's an art form to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw Blake. Well, I didn't just see Blake, but I hadn't seen him in a long time. I know him from San Francisco. Mm, dope. And uh, he wasn't shooting at all when I when I knew him um, back then, and it was when. Uh, Biden won the primary. Oh no! When Biden won the first, like they announced, the media announced that he won before you know before he was like totally won. And the, I don't know if you guys saw the city was going fucking crazy mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. I saw Andrew from All Gas No Breaks Channel Five mm-hmm. News now. Sorry, I saw it on your Instagram. Uh, yeah, and I fucking jumped out at Andrew, <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, hey, what up?" And he was like, trying to duck me and like yeah, yeah. like dip from me, like you crazy fuck, you know. But Blake was walking with him. And Blake was like, yo, what's up? And so I got the in from that. So shout out to Blake. Sick, man. Yeah, no. It's, it's <laughs> that's amazing, the first time bro. I've seen Blake since. Yeah, I bought his. I bought two books uh, after that. I know he does monthly ones, but I bought two that was on his website recently. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, the, about, the, the ability to, like, create shit just with, like, stuff is so sick. Yeah, I think everybody should. I mean, everyone should make a zine, not our book. But no, everyone should uh try to find something that you enjoy doing even if it doesn't have to have money behind it exactly, you know yeah. try to find something that you can use your hands with or 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 create something and share with people mm-hmm. you know and i think uh i don't know everyone i talk to that i know who makes things there's a it just brings happiness there's something about it fulfilling about it mm-hmm. so even if you don't think you're an artist or a, a maker, you are. Everyone is. Mm. We're human yeah. beings. <laughs> hey, I want to give a shout out to Jake Ricker. Yo, shout <laughs> out to Jake. Shout out to Jake, man. Yeah. Uh, dude, his story is pretty. His story is pretty crazy. Like some of the stuff that he's seen and witnessed on that bridge. Yeah, we, yeah. We talk yeah. about it in the episode, but uh, and dude, thank you for coming on the yeah. show, man. I, I yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, and anywhere that people could go, and you know, I know you have your website set up and all that. It's just my name, yourself. Terry Berenson. Um, on Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. <laughs> uh, Yo, thank you so much. Man. Yeah. No worries. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Peace.